one of the interesting things、um, for me about this layer by layer process is, you know, we hear that phrase that God only gives us as much as we can handle at any moment. Well, as we go deeper and deeper, and our awareness expands, we're shown more and more that has been stored inside of us. As the awareness expands, so do the deeper and deeper pasts that we need to, that we can work on and release. So I know I have more tension still inside, and I am working through it on a daily basis. And I do feel changes multiple times each day. So. It's just a deeper and deeper level of awareness. That was Ann Hintz, and today we're talking about awareness. Hello, I'm your host Martin John, the Recovery Mentor. Welcome to the Recover Yourself Podcast, where we address topics you'll face while on a journey to recovering yourself. This podcast is for all of you who have overcome addiction, disease, or disorders of any kind, and are now on a path to heal and inspire others to do the same. I'm also all about expanding the conversation of recovery to include that which we are recovering too. I'm interested in doing this so everyone has an opportunity to recover themselves. This way, no matter where you are in that journey, there is a place for you here. For me, awareness is the key to living a complete life. What I mean by that is that if you are not aware of what and why you are doing, feeling, or thinking whatever it is you're doing, feeling, or thinking, then you may just be letting your life pass you by. I have found that adding awareness to these things gives us more of the things we want in our lives because we start making choices to stop wasting our time, energy, and emotions that don't serve us. My guest Anne found awareness through EFT, or the Emotional Freedom Technique, also known as tapping. Now, I don't endorse any one way of attaining awareness, but EFT has been known to help those with significant trauma and PTSD. If we want to recover to who we are, we're going to want to find ways of increasing our awareness and our ability to witness subtlety in our lives, bodies, and minds. When we talk about recovering too, it is a conversation about the future, and it presupposes that it will not be the same as today. That is why awareness is so important. If we are thinking the same thoughts today as we did yesterday, if we're doing the same things as we did yesterday, how are we going to change into who we will be tomorrow? If tomorrow is just a continuation of today, those huge shifts or aha moments in our lives affect us a lot less in the long run than they may initially feel like they will. However, there are often tiny, sustainable shifts we can make within our lives that slightly move the needle in an almost imperceptible way. Those. Are more often the things that will eventually blossom and bring about a whole new life. And thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. You're welcome. It's lovely to be here. Yeah. So we're going to be talking today about awareness, and awareness has been like everything to me. Like awareness in terms of my recovery, in terms of my being able to love myself, and my my recovery was、uh, like my my addictions were because I I couldn't do that. And and to you know break through so many different、uh, barriers that I had put up and that that I had reinforced through my addictions was something that was just part and parcel to my existence.、Um, when I started in recovery,、uh, awareness was a big aspect,、uh, but that was it was such a long time ago since I even started that journey. So I would love for you to give us a primer on what it looks like to start on a journey. To awareness. Okay, yeah, mine was a little while ago too. In fact, I, I mean, I had no idea what awareness meant when I first started this journey. In fact, I wasn't aware of really much at all because I, I did the same kind of thing. If someone asked me how I felt, I had no idea, so I would just pass it on, say I'm fine, don't worry about me,、um, because I, I didn't know how to 
look inside, I had no awareness of actually how I felt. So I had to get to a place where I really, really wanted to change. And it took some willpower and um, it took my first experience with a technique that's called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, which is actually working on accepting exactly what happened in from, from a memory. I worked through my memory of finding my mother dead in my bathroom when, when I was 19. And I had held on to that for 20 years. And the emotions were still cl so close to the surface, but I had never dealt with them. So this doctor worked with me with this technique for 15 minutes and I walked away being able to tell the story without the emotions there. So that was my first realization that we hold on to that tension inside our bodies and we can just, in my words, let it go, let it pass through. And it felt, it felt magical to me because I've been holding on to it for so long. So I started working with this technique on a daily basis. I would start to become aware of when I was emotional or reactive during the day. And then I would tap on it. Tapping is another phrase for um, EFT, another name for it. And as I did this, and I started going back through my old memories from childhood, I also went through and tapped on those memories. And as I did this, I became more aware of the emotions that I was feeling. And then I kept going and then I became aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions, which they're not always comfortable. And we tend to use the word for an emotion like fear as our name for a set of physical sensations. Might be tension in the jaw, tension in the solar plexus, maybe in the, the shoulders or somewhere else. And we just given it the word fear, but I actually became aware of those physical sensations. And then I had that next level of awareness and I started to work with that. Feeling those sensations inside of me, holding my awareness on them, accepting them. And I would find that they would just dissipate and just let go. And I would think the same thought over and over again, feel the feelings, let them go until that thought then no longer had emotion attached to it. And that gave me a sense of freedom. And, and I found at some point that I actually became aware inside my body. I could hold my awareness inside my body on the tension in the connective tissue. And I'd do exactly the same thing at this deeper level of awareness. I would hold my awareness on the tension, just allow it to be accepted and I would feel it let go and dissipate. And that to me is a, a deeper level of awareness because I certainly wasn't aware at this level, you know, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to me to, to look back now and be able to see those different levels of awareness that I had no awareness of to begin with. And I don't yeah. think we do. I think it's a learned experience. How does one address awareness without utilizing the term awareness? Like, how do we like, like everything you said was great and I understand it. I'm just trying to like, like follow it as, as someone. And, and I'm trying to kind of see like you got to a deeper sense of awareness. What does that mean? Right. So that is interesting. I mean, awareness is like, what are you aware of? Right. What do you, you, you can see outside of you. You're aware of things that are around you, that's diffuse awareness. And then there's focused awareness. If you're looking at a book or something, right, then you're aware in a focused way. So that's on the outside. 
but then there's um there's awareness on the inside and to me when i started out i just had these huge layers of resistance around me that prevented me sensing at that deeper level so that is it's just another aspect of awareness but there's also the aspect of as within so without so now because i'm aware at a deep level on the inside i'm also aware of a deeper level on the outside so i can see from different perspectives that i wasn't able to do before i can also sense in people when they're where the tension is i can see the tension in the face i can see the tension in the body as they're walking i can tell more if they're telling the truth or not because i can tell how deep they're breathing into the body because as we become more aware and release more of that history inside of us we're actually able to breathe into places in our body that we weren't able to breathe in before so there's multiple different you know avenues or aspects of awareness so I, I think we 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 covered this idea that there were all these layers that kept you from. Well, what was that that you didn't know, and then what did it become as you learned? Well, I, I really think of it almost as physical resistance, as in electrical resistance, right? Because I think now I'm actually looking when I'm looking inside, I'm looking through the, the fascia, the connective tissue, which has a piezoelectric quality to it, mm-hmm. and I do think it's. It was physical resistance and that translates to emotions or energy that I had kept suppressed that I didn't want to look at, right? So I I didn't want to look at my past. I didn't want to look at, um, you know, my childhood and all the, the things that happened in those times. So I kept it suppressed and that itself was the resistance. Okay. So I had to, I had to decide I wanted to do something different and then start looking at that resistance. And to begin with, I might only know that I'm resistant to looking at it. Right? So then once I accept that, that I'm resistant to looking at it, that resistance will dissipate. And then maybe the first memory that I don't want to look at will come to mind. And then I start to work with that and accept it. And once once I fully accept something, and this happens on the outside with the words or the emotions, once I fully accept that fear or this event that happened, I can I notice it dissipates. The same thing on the inside, right? I'm holding my awareness on the tension. Once I fully accept it, it's like, okay, I can feel that tension right there, and it's okay. I will feel it dissipate. I'm, you know, I'm I'm really digging this uh, concept of. Uh... You know, like like as you as you start to explain, like oh, here is resistance that I'm carrying to looking at something. Now this is this relates so well to addiction because when uh, when that resistance begins in our lives, like as children or whatnot, we 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 want to escape those feelings, we want to escape those things, and we run from them, and we 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 practice what I call awareness avoidance. We avoid being aware of those things, those layers that are keeping us from being aware. We're, we're, we're actively avoiding those things through all sorts of stuff, whether whether it's a job. Do you agree? Or? I absolutely agree. I did it. I did it. I did it mostly with food, even though my family, um, both parents were alcoholic. My brother was too. I tended to 
towards food. And yeah. I remember that feeling of it's like, okay, I've got to do something now because I don't want, I didn't, I didn't know. I wasn't aware that I was avoiding something, Right. but I was, I didn't want to feel it. So I would go to the fridge. We're going to just, we're just going to just dump the term sobriety in here. Like, like sober thinking, living in a sober way or whatever, like in look, once you're in that state of sobriety, once you're, once you're clear, once you're thinking clearly, you can look back at all of those incident, incidences in which you avoided being aware. And you can say, oh, wait, I use my phone. I use my job. I use my relationship. I use food. Like food turns out to be your DOC, your drug of choice, right? Like, and, and when we engage in our DOC, um, what happens is, you know, like I, I talk about these, you know, for, for food and other things as pacifiers, but you know, they, they make us feel good. And your parents and, and brother are, are alcoholics as, as maybe they claim or you claim. I don't know how that works, but, um, but you also have a tendency to addiction through food when you were not, when you were not aware of your self, right? When you didn't, before you had, like you had to recover from all of these feelings that were keeping you in this space of avoiding your awareness and those pacifiers fill that void so easily food i put food in my mouth i know i uh, this i can't control that but i can control this i don't feel good here but my mouth like that's good you know and that and that feels good so um so that's like you know like that's a beautiful thing to talk about because so many people are out there currently pacifying and taking that first step is so scary. Can you talk about like people that you've worked with or even yourself about that first step of dealing with that external layer of whoops, like that's my shit. Like, how am I going to like, how am I going to take responsibility for this? Or how am I going to bring awareness to this? Right. I mean, I think all of us actually have to get to a point in our lives where we know we have to do something different because it's so easy to stay in that place. Right. So there has to be some will force that comes in at some point to say, okay, I've got to do something different. And yes, yeah. then, then that feeling comes in of like, oh, what's that going to take? Right. And yeah, there is fear to, to start looking at our stuff. And to me, it took some experience, right? I had to actually experience going into that darkness and coming out the other side to realize that's where the freedom is. We hear that, right? We hear there's freedom on the other side. But once you've experienced it and you know it, then you, you start to realize it's just energy that is stored in the body, right? These memories, we, it's just doesn't exist outside of ourselves. It's just stored inside of us. And if we can work with it, accept it, let it go, then things really do shift. I mean, I remember when I got to the point that my dad's voice, the voice that the words that he had used with me in childhood that I had replayed over and over again, once they were no longer in my mind, I felt like I was living in a different reality because my mind was so different, right? I wasn't saying those things to myself. I wasn't criticizing myself. I wasn't criticizing others. And it just felt so different. So, you know, to be in this place and look back, it's like amazing. 
So there really is, um, you know, freedom on the other side if we if we step into it. But it takes some it takes some work to understand that and to know it. In the in the rooms of AA, you know, we have a lot of posters, a lot of sayings, you know, that just like you know, like oh, bing, you know. <laughs> One of them is um, is is I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know. And I think that 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 resonates probably with everybody at some point about something. And we have relegated addiction, the word addiction, to um, and the help that is offered for addiction to a very small group of people. And and one of my big goals is to get that conversation to be a little wider, you know, so that we can, so that everyone can enjoy what, what recovery has to offer. Um, and, and, and I talk about recovering yourself because you are always you like that, that, that pure soul that is, that, that is us. I mean, I, I like to talk about people as being 100% physical separate beings and 100% like a God consciousness and connected to that, you know, like that higher self. That's just my, my take on, on, on how things kind of spell out. But, um, being aware that that is within us, that, that, that pure soul is within us and, and, and recovering access to that. And all of those blocks that we built around us. And, and awareness is the only way through. As you have broken through layer after layer after layer, have you, have you found yourself come to a place where you expect that is the end? No, <laughs> definitely not. One of the interesting things um, for me about this layer by layer process is you know we hear that phrase that god only gives us as much as we can handle at any moment well as we go deeper and deeper and our awareness expands we're shown more and more that has been stored inside of us so when i was first able to put my awareness inside my face inside my left cheek i had so much pain in there that i was only only able to hold my awareness on it for a couple of seconds because it was so painful and I believe that's because I have scoliosis. My, my whole body has been talked since childhood. And I think that tension has been held in there you know, throughout my whole body. Um, but I was not aware of it for the first 50 odd years of my life. It had been held in my subconscious. So as the awareness expands, so do the deeper and deeper paths that we need, to, that we can work on and release. So I know I have more tension still inside and I am working through it on a daily basis. And I do feel changes multiple times each day. So it's just a deeper and deeper level of awareness that right. we get to work through. And every time we get awareness, we, we, I have found as I get awareness, I'm able to embrace more parts. There were parts of me that I, didn't accept. And that awareness has allowed me to really love parts of myself that I used to be ashamed of and used to not appreciate. Has that happened with you? Absolutely. And and when you say more parts of yourself, I think in some ways you're talking about more aspects of of your, yourself 
to me, that is a, also a physical equivalent. There is a physical part of you that you are now able to see, and you have let go of the dis-ease within yourself, within that part of you. And so I do think this work actually releases disease from the body. Yes, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And I think that that a disease, uh, I think all disease uh, stems from uh, blockages uh, from your pure soul. <laughs> like um, <laughs> it's and, and it's hard, you know, I, I have I have a diagnosis of MS. Um, I was bedridden for a month, uh, lost about 80 percent of the motor function on my left side, da, 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 whatever. Um, I don't take meds. Uh, I do. I do manage it with diet, um, but also mindset and, and awareness and MS uh, attacks your nervous system. But for me, it attacks my left and right side differently. And this really kind of talked to me about balance, about balance of action and inaction. And for me to look into that and to just become aware of what is this speaking to me, right? Like, like you have a process like that relates to the physical body. Um, and EFT is beautiful and I've used it, um, for a number of things, but for this, for my MS, it was like, again, relates to the physical body. The physical body was the messenger and how I processed that information and how I became aware of like, Hmm, what is this talking about? It's talking about like balance for me, it was talking about balance. And then all of these things I was able to bring up to my awareness and figure out like the lies that I was holding so that I can allow those things to dissipate and I can allow those things to become integrated into my life rather than resisted from my life. Yeah. And one of the questions I think it's really good to ask ourselves these days, well, if, if that is correct, right, if, if my true self is totally healthy, what is it that I am not seeing right now? Right? If that is the truth, and we can say this all around us in everything that's happening these days, if if that person is saying the truth, then what is it that I'm not seeing? That was a question that I started to ask myself when I would listen to these spiritual teachings. It's like, okay, what they're saying is true. What am I not seeing that I could, that I need to see in order to get to that place? And that was one of the questions that helped me along the way. Uh, can you give me an example of that? Can you give me a can Can you take me down a a specific understanding that you either accepted or became aware of that that was significant in your growth maybe not because i mean i don't remember any of mine i don't think i mean <laughs> like this, just like. well that was one of the things but the other um a big part of it was getting a different understanding for me of the law of attraction not the not the feel-good positive thinking one that's out there but just a realization that what what we're attracting into our life now is based on the signal that we're emitting. So I think of ourselves as a, we're putting off a signal, our whole being is a signal, and we're attracting back into our life based on that. So how am I feeling right now in this moment? And do I want to feel this way again in the future? And if I don't, then I need to work on this now. I need to work on how I'm feeling right now. So I would ask myself that question multiple times each day. And that really helped me to, um, to keep going, right? Because if, if I can relax more right now, then I'm putting off a more relaxed signal and I will attract more relaxation in my future. 
So this, this so a large part of what I I get to address in my work because of how I do it and how I see it is this difference between recovering from and recovering to. Early on, we have this kind of big hurdle of getting to a place of thinking clearly, this big hurdle of all of this, all of these layers. And those first layers, they're doozies because we have supported them and reinforced them with our pacifiers, with our distractions, with all the addictions and things that we carry. Um, but then as we think clearly, you know, like it's not just enough to let go of the pacifiers. The pacifiers and the addictions are just the manifestation of the problem. They're just symptoms. Once we can get into a place of like, it's not, you know, it, essentially what I'm saying is it's not like awareness relieves you of the need for willpower. Can you speak to that? I would say, yes, it does because you have shifted, right? You're actually coming from a different place. You're a different you. Well, I mean, you're still the same you, but you've, you've shifted that, that, um, that signal that you're emitting. So and that was actually one of my goals. I didn't want to have to do things every day. I didn't. I didn't want to meditate. I'm sorry if you're a meditator. I never wanted. Why, to why are you sorry if I'm a meditator? <laughs> because I'm sorry. You're a meditator. No, no, no. Like, like if 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 I am a meditator, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal whether I am or not. <laughs> but <laughs> but but just because you and I are having this conversation, there is absolutely, and I, I would hope that this would go without saying. Um, obviously, it didn't. But um, there is no need to apologize for who you are. <laughs> okay, yeah. I never wanted to meditate. I wanted a, a real shift, right, so that I didn't have to do the same thing because I had tried so many things in those two decades and nothing seemed to stick for very long, right? I would feel better for a week or two and then I would go back to how I used to be and I, I wanted a real solid permanent shift and that's what this this work seemed to do for me. So. So yeah, once I had got through that initial hesitancy, the resistance, and, and started to see that it was working and things were shifting in my life, then you're right, I didn't need that willpower anymore. In fact, at this point, there's nothing I'd rather do. I, I love letting go of tension. Um, you know, it feels good. <laughs> It's funny. I was, you know, I was talking with uh, someone today and they triggered me by asking me a question um, and it just triggered up, you know, like, boom, like I felt that trigger and it was like, okay, I have this, there's a, there's a ball here. I get it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this conversation. I'm going to, I'm going to announce, you know, I'm triggered right now. No big deal. Well, I'm going to go ahead and deal with it. I went back and I looked at it. I figured out what it was and I was just like, okay, this is an old trigger. We can kind of get get deeper, right? Like in, in, your, in your terms, like we can go deeper into this. We can see how this is connected to all of these other points and then let that go a little bit. And there is nothing more enjoyable than digging into a trigger for me. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> like, bring it. Like I want, right. I want triggers, man. I'm thanking people for their triggers because it's like, no, you're allowing me to love myself more. Right. But we had to get to this place, right? We didn't start out that way. No, no, absolutely. And, and starting out is, uh, uh, is scary. One of the great things about people that have addictions that society doesn't like, um, drugs and alcohol, gambling, we're forced to physically walk into rooms 
and tell people that we are hurting or we have been, you know, like not that, not that that is the only way to do it. Um, I, I left the rooms of AA really early in my, in my sobriety because, um, I didn't like the way they did it, but to physically, as we've been talking about, like through your EFT and other things like to walk in and to say, look, this is where I'm at. And, and I want help that, that takes that first layer. That's like that first layer of like, nope, oh, you got to be aware that, you know, what, however you want, I'm powerful against this, I'm powerless against this, whatever. For me, being able to start in a place where I'm powerless and then build power for, from it, you know, for my audience or whatnot. But um, that was really, that really helped me get the ball rolling. When it's just you in a room, that's hard to do. Right. And I would say it's even hard to get there. I think you, you implied that. So if I was doing these days, if I was doing it and I knew EFT, then I would tap through what I'm actually feeling right now, that, that fear of walking into the room and sitting down and, and saying that out loud. Because that, to me, that would be the first layer to let go of the resistance of actually getting there. So EFT is really, really powerful. I, a lot of the videos out there it's kind of shifted more towards the positive thinking aspect but the real power in EFT is, is in the total acceptance of the negative feelings that we're feeling the negative emotions the bad things that happen but we've been so conditioned not to go in the negative not to feel hate not to feel disgust not to not to hate ourselves and that's the you know like it, it... It's such a, a beautiful aspect to awareness that we get to accompany um, our hate. Or, uh, like I look at it very much as like that hate is within us. It always will be within us, as is the love that we experience. And this is for me. Um, but without one, we can't have the other. And so we, we can embody both. Neither of them need to define who we are. And that's, what, that's, that's, why we, that's why we talk about awareness. Because when we start getting out of balance, when we start hating, um, and when we start, you know, loving to a way, you know, toxic positivity is out there. You know, there's, there, 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 are, there are ways that you can, you know, drown yourself in, in things that, you know, are deemed good, but Hate and love are neither good nor bad. They are neutral, and, and we can embrace those things as just part of our being. And that's a, that's, a, that's a way to walk hand in hand with those things rather than being like, this is bad, let's push it out. And that's kind of how I see it. And when we, when we have awareness of the fact that these things exist, but they don't exist separate from us. They exist as part of us. And that's how I, again, that's, a, that's, that's my experience of it. And like you're talking about with EFT, when you can embrace and, and really understand and start to, you know, balance how, uh, how hate or how disgust, you know, presents itself, then, then you're winning because you're get, you get to be all of you. And you are all things. You are you are hate. You are love. You are beauty and you are ugly, right? Like all of those things exist and neither of them should kind of hold 
the torch of who you are. Yeah. Can I share something about toxic positivity? Oh yeah. <laughs> because that we're hearing that a lot these days and you know there's a there's an aspect of awareness in there. If we're not aware of what we're actually feeling, then you don't know that positivity is a negative thing but but when we're trying to think positive what we're actually doing is suppressing the actual thought that is right there we're not accepting it we're trying to push another thought on top of it so it's really in that respect it's it's not a good thing <laughs> you know in the moment of actually thinking a positive thought we are actually putting off a, a better signal so there's some aspects of it that are beneficial but it's really more beneficial to notice the feeling or the thought that's being suppressed and accepting that and letting that go and then actually positivity is underneath it it's our natural state of being once we let go of these thoughts that we don't want to be had the negative thoughts yeah and i you know like i would i would say that it's it, neutrality is the natural state of being and thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate this conversation and i'm excited to i'm excited to release it you're welcome it's great i love conversations like this how aware are you if you want to have a life in which you're constantly growing and expanding awareness is key Observing your anger, judgments, and darkness in order to gain some awareness as to what you are choosing in your life will help you make small shifts. Awareness simply starts with recognizing that there might be something we don't feel comfortable thinking about. There's nothing saying we have to think about it right now, but if we can see that at the very least we are made uncomfortable by a thought, then we have added a deeper sense of awareness to our lives. Be kind to yourself, be open to curiosity, and love yourself through this. I want to thank Anne for joining me and sharing her experience with building a life of awareness. You can find links to everything she is doing in the description of this episode. Please rate and review this podcast and or leave comments for this episode to help me better create helpful content. Support this show at anchor.fm or support me and my work at Patreon, where you will get access to unedited content as well as writings and access to supporter group portrait sessions with me. I host workshops regularly, which are both open to the public and are a source of continuing education units for professionals. I also take a limited number of one-on-one -on -one clients every month, so contact me when you're ready to work together through martinjohn.com. I also accept financial support through Venmo at martinjohn underscore Garcia, so if you benefit from listening to this content, please consider supporting my efforts. If you're in Chicago, you cannot work with me in person at Satnam Yoga Chicago. I'm also a top mentor on the Wisdom app, so you can find me there for both original content and mentorship. Thank you for listening to the Recover Yourself podcast, and until next time, keep recovering yourself.